0: Morgan, I don't know if this is rude, mm-hmm. but you mentioned baby and <laughs> part of me is like, I like the idea of placing bets on my friends oh. like with the other friends in the group, uh-huh. just quietly, right, right, right. just to be like, you know, cause we, we'd influence you if we let you in on this, but it'd, it'd be fun to just sit down with like Cora and Claire and be like, all right, we're going to place bets. We're going to put some real money on this. Mm-hmm. When are Morgan and Sage going to have a baby? And then we just all place our bets and then we just sit there quietly and wait. You, you know?
1: You're gonna be waiting for a little bit, a little while. I
0: don't I know. Think. You don't you're not you're not getting out of this unkidless. Unkid you're Un- not getting out of this kidless <laughs> before 30? 30.
1: Yeah. Before 30. I think that's fair.
0: What's stopping you? Aside from everything that's stopping you.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, well, we just moved, um, and just I would like to enjoy my spouse before having another mm. human to be responsible for, you know? Cuz right now responsibilities like we have them, but compared to a child, we got them. Yeah. Th- it's kind of minimal, you know.
0: Mhm. I'd sometimes talk about this with people at work and they're often surprised by my readiness to have children, but it's also because I've been with Claire for all what will be half of my life before soon. <laughs> Before I mean, soon. In five years, it will be half of my life. Oh, it's um, so
1: weird to think about. It is
0: weird to think about. But I, I was kind of saying to these people that I would already have kids if the world financial situations were different. Yeah. Like, I'm ready. I just live in an apartment. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? I get it. I get it. Um, (laughs) my thing, it's like, like some people, it's like you ask them, when do you want to have kids? Well, and I think it's getting to be like less and less of a common thing of people wanting to have kids probably due to financial stresses, world stresses. Like I get it. For me, I have always wanted to be a mom. Like as, as far back as I can remember, I've always been like down to be a mom and to like have a kid and like love it with like my whole heart, everything like that. I'm down for that. But it's also I've tried to be you know it's like a responsibility thing like making sure like are we ready emotionally mentally ready for that responsibility Mm. and I don't think you can ever be one hundred percent ready just because there's so much unexpectedness that comes with it. The third
0: kid will always have a better time.
1: (laughs) The what? The third third kid kid? (laughs) will always
0: have a better time.
1: Well, we are aiming for two. Um, Well, we're aiming for one, and then if one is like you know, the, the whole pregnancy giving birth thing is absolutely dreadful. Well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know what we come down on. I, it's just a financial thing. Like uh, in, some, in one of the podcasts I listen to, they all have kids. And one of them said that they would have had more kids. Like they had three and they're like, we would have had more kids if we could afford it. It's just like kids are so expensive. Yeah, And you're just, you're just a human making middle class amounts of money. You right, know? you can't necessarily afford a giant family.
1: Right. And in terms of like cost of living, the middle class money is being worth less and less. Like it's harder to yeah. for that middle class money to stretch as far as it did in like the 50s or whatever. Yeah. I
0: mean, so. it's already a, enough of a of a mountain to climb to buy a house. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Then you got to throw kids into the mix. Right. I watched a video from Ice Cream Sandwich today. Uh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. He had a video where he's like, I spent like a summer on a farm or something. And the whole time I was watching this, I was like, man, this is the type of return to monkeyism that Morgan would be all about.
1: Spending a summer on a farm?
0: I was just saying farm life in general.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I mean, like to some extent.
1: Yeah, to to some extent. Well, I mean, like, so for for the listeners, if you want my lore, uh, my parents are divorced um, and have been since I was like a very small child. But so my dad um, took over his his family farm. So on the weekends, I did live on a farm. Now, it doesn't he didn't like grow crops on it. We had like chickens and ducks and rabbits and things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I know that that was it was nice to, to go outside and to watch some little animals bumble around in your yard. It's healing. Yeah. Something about it's very soothing.
0: The idea of like you got like a checklist of these chores, maintenance projects. Mm -hmm. just gotta go count the chickens make sure no coyotes got to them that would happen a lot actually monitor yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) i would just the idea like i don't know in the video he talked about chasing off a fox you know to get away from these chickens and i'm like i don't know that sounds so thrilling and caveman like
1: so it kind of depends so the type of like farm people that i'm around they would like trap them and then shoot them point blank like it was like a sort of a a violent process to get rid of the critters going after the chickens. Now, that's something that I'm too tender hearted to, I can't, I don't think I can do that.
0: Um, mm, I think that if there was an if there was a predator to an animal I cared about, mm-hmm. I could probably kill it, yeah, but I don't know.
1: What if it was a, a possum with a bunch of babies clinging to it? Because I've, I've seen some situations, not to get too depressing, but I've seen some situations where that did not pan out well,
0: as long as those possums don't like hold a grudge then
1: <laughs> as far as you know
0: yeah i don't yeah. know yeah i mean it doesn't sound like a hundred percent you there, know yeah, upbeat there, fun times but
1: right there's a lot of farming tasks that aren't very glorious but again if you keep if you keep it pretty small scale like the things you're doing if you have like a handful of chickens and not like 50 of them you're gonna have a, a, probably a better time Mm. um and it's gonna be more cutesy and not so much like i'm covered in chicken shit 24 mm. <laughs> 7
0: mm. i wonder like i mean like there's like there's like a uh a processes part of my brain like i don't know like a like kind of like in a video game where you have the opportunity to like manage an area and like develop systems mm-hmm. for your home and minecraft stuff. minecraft yeah. stardew valley right other like factory simulators I don't know. Having that on like a small, manageable scale in real life, wow. It sounds- can be done. <laughs> it can definitely be done. I could do these done. chores in real life. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyway, this is a PlayStation 2 podcast. Right. <laughs> um, welcome to Analog Stick, a PlayStation 2 podcast. A podcast where every month we do one deep dive, we do a deep dive in one PlayStation 2 title. Too many numbers.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of
1: numbers in a real short span of words.
0: We cover the game's development history, discuss its legacy, as well as share our thoughts and opinions on the game through a modern lens. We release a new episode on the second of every month, so subscribe or follow if you'd like to stay up to date with the show. And please support the podcast by leaving a review or rating on whatever platform you like to listen on. You can find us on YouTube and podcast platforms as Analog Shtick. I'm your ghost, Clayton, joined as always by your co-ghost, Morgan. Morgan, how are you? Ooh,
1: beware my floating ship that shoots razor blades at you.
0: Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or sorry, saw blades? Probably not razor blades. blades, blades. My bad. Something.
0: I prefer the frog with the weird mace tongue or whatever it had. Yeah. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, Please continue to write in questions or feedback to analogstickmail at gmail.com or any of the other methods to reach out to us youtube comments and spotify comments zoe on spotify left a comment on rule of rose saying i just discovered your channel through youtube and listened to a couple of your episodes really enjoyed your deep dives into survival horror games also love to hear a female gaming podcaster that's me thank you zoe and thank you morgan for being a female gaming podcaster
1: i'm the gamer girl hi
0: that's right <laughs> she's a fake gamer girl fake actually. Gamer girl, She's Yeah." Been- She's been not, faking it this whole time. I'm not
1: corporeal. <laughs> if you, yeah, just throw things at me, it'll pass right through me. Ghost. Co-ghost. That's me.
0: Co-ghost. <laughs>
1: that, it's called a throwback. I don't know if you... Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. I, <laughs>
0: a, interesting concept. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I got a shirt that said fake gamer girl and I was too embarrassed to wear it outside. What? Why? And
2: I think it's amazing.
0: I think I gave it to Goodwill. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I like the idea of someone just going through Goodwill. <laughs> like, the men's section. Right fake gamer girl
2: yeah what
0: the fuck <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i was too embarrassed to wear it out it was a pajama shirt a couple times but it was the type of pajama shirt that i was too embarrassed to like take on vacations Why? to see family or anything like that. oh yeah. my
1: gosh i was too like... embarrassed
0: because <laughs> it fit kind of like a women's t-shirt too oh uh, i said that name right by the way zoe that's how you say yes z-o-e okay yes Part of me was, I, every time I read it, I wanted to say Zoe.
1: No, that's Zoe.
0: Is, is Zoe normally spelled with a Y at the end as well? Or is it, that it optional? It can be,
1: but yeah, it's okay. optional. Maybe
0: I'm thinking of Zoe 101.
1: Yes. Ooh.
0: I don't, I don't think that I... I need to see a screenshot of Zoe 101. Okay. And it's probably just going to...
1: Do you know why that show... Um... I typed in
0: Joey 101. <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah,
1: the gender genderbent Zoe 101. Um, <laughs> do you know why Zoe 101 uh, ended?
0: Ooh, uh, why?
1: She got pregnant. Like the actress she, got pregnant.
0: She got pregnant. I assume that she was older than the age she was portraying.
1: I don't think so. I mean, I think she was like a teenager. At least I think she got pregnant. If I'm wrong about that, my bad.
0: Oh my god, this is. I'm looking at these characters. Yeah. This is so old. Yes. <laughs> this is so old. People don't look like this anymore.
1: I mean, those people are still alive. Like, <laughs> they don't. Dress I know. Like I'm that, just saying. But-
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. Like the shark tooth necklaces.
1: Oh, and like, Um, oh, yeah, like the shell, the shell like surfer dude necklaces. Yeah. And, oh, like the frosted tips of the hair. Oh, my God. With like spiky.
0: So many bright colors as well.
1: Yes. Jarringly bright. Yes.
0: Personally, I'm glad that modern fashion has moved into more of a uh, muted like neutral and nature sort of tones like greens browns and blacks and grays yeah love it
1: if you want to see interesting fashion choices look at the female protagonists on any disney sitcom from like 2000 to 2015 and you're gonna find something
0: (laughs) really special absolutely wild i wonder if people because it's not it's like uh it's like an exaggeration of how people actually dressed You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was. People are gonna look back on these on these shows and be like, "People dressed like this when they really didn't.
1: Not really.
0: Really, this is just what people thought they looked like. I guess. Right. I don't know.
1: It wasn't feasible to put on that many layers.
0: No, no one's gonna put in that much effort for just a Tuesday,
1: right? Like you've got like a little button up t shirt, you've got a jean vest, you've got like a shawl, and then like a freaking I don't even know absolutely what it's called, not. like a little lacy vest thing over that. It's like, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, school starts at like 4 a.m. There's no way people are waking <laughs> up early enough to get ready and look like this. Where was I? Let's move into the opening topic. I mean-
1: The random bullshit? Random bullshit. Okay.
0: Sorry, random bullshit. We got rid of opening topic to save time <laughs> and since have produced our longest episodes You're ever. right, our two longest back-to-back. Um, back. This will not be- a long episode we will finish this in one sitting Mm -hmm. under two hours it's gonna feel crazy all right uh really quick i'm just it's the only thing i got going on since we last talked i have finally jumped back into Baldur's gate yes and i am loving it i am so excited for the future in the future whenever you try this game there is no other game that i'm like more confident in you liking than this game yeah if you can get past the gameplay mechanics which I think you can because you like Fire Emblem. So mm-hmm. I think you're already most of the way there. As far as like... It's not exactly like Fire Emblem. It's a bit more freeform than... Like it's not grid-based. It's
1: Yeah. Well, I also like... I like Dragon Age and Knights of the Old Republic. Which are kind of like D&D based in some ways almost. Mm-hmm. Like Dragon Age Origins is like heavily D&D-esque. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
0: Yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, one of the things I really like about it is... It doesn't feel particularly expansive it feels dense like okay. there's these areas and it's like you can talk to everybody and oh, everybody wow. is an actual person oh my and goodness it's like wow you guys are people yeah it's not like it's not like a whole city it's like a tiny little community but you're all people it's right. not like i don't know there's not like 15 of this specific npc repeated copy and pasted right like
1: like citizen of whatever Mm -hmm. they all have like names and personalities and yeah Mm -hmm. i mean there
0: are still some where it's just like hey i'm doing great end of conversation yeah but there's a surprising amount of them where it's like oh man you guys have like these interlinking dynamics with each other and i can intervene at various points in ways that i didn't realize on my first playthrough because i had i had to start a new playthrough because Uh uh when I built my computer, I did not realize that I did not sync some of my saves. Oh, no. Like like seven hours of my most recent saves with the character I was on. So Oops. I just deleted them. Okay. But I was okay with that because I had, I had put it off for so long that I was kind of looking for an excuse to start over. Okay. Because I'm like, ah, I kind of forgot everything.
1: Have you picked a romance partner yet? Is that something you're going to so do?
0: I was initially going to go after Will because okay. I really liked Will. I was yeah. playing a female rogue, gloom stalker, multi-class ranger rogue thing, and I was going to go after Will because I got to be honest, the male romance options, they're kind of better than the female romance options. Yeah, Just IMO. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like Gale and Will, I'm like, these are nice boys. I don't want to say too much because you're going to love these people. Okay. Uh, they got so many twists and turns with their like characters. Okay. Anyone playing Baldur's Gate? I suggest, I I didn't do this and it kind of was overwhelming, but I suggest that you find your party because you have, you know, you can invite everybody to your camp basically and swap between them. I suggest that you find your party and just focus on them, like find your three other characters to roll with. Just focus on them and their stories. Don't try to like do everybody's stories in one playthrough it feels a little overwhelming okay so like find your party do what they got to do and then if you play it again then you can be like oh i'm playing with this person now and all these interactions are different now based on that so
1: just thinking about it i am excited to like build some of my D D characters like like and put them in the game because from what i understand the character creation is pretty like robust
0: yeah yeah. yeah. Especially oh man, I did not expect to fall in love with like the like the ability part of the game cuz mm-hmm. like the gameplay of Dungeons and Dragons has always been kind of like a non-starter for me. Mm-hmm. Like it feels really it. complicated. Yeah. And kind of overwhelming, but I'm getting really into it now. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, if I do this and this, then it's like there's some sort of synergy there and I can, like, I don't know. There's a lot of flexibility with, like, respecking as well. So you're not, like, overly committed to your decisions that you made early on. Like, I'm going to be a bard barbarian. And it's like, this was a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can just, like, respec. And you can respec the other characters as well. You can be like, okay, Astarian, uh, you're going to be a paladin now, even though that makes no fucking sense. Uh <laughs> wow just yeah, kind of cool yeah. yeah that's uh that's balder's gate morgan i want to hear about your uh your mc nu- mcu yeah
1: news. okay so by the time this episode comes out this might be old news it might be debunked i don't know <laughs> um but and this is also just i think possibly a rumor so i don't know like how how true this is um but sage sent me a tweet that says um Robert Downey Jr. has reportedly agreed to return as Tony Stark slash Iron Man to the MCU. Mm. And I would just like to say, I fucking told you, I fucking told you, um, (laughs) back in the (laughs) Battlefront episode, I think.
0: Oh, did we talk about this? We
1: talked about cinematic universes and I was like, the problem is specifically with the mcu and specifically with i mean like with the cinematic universes we've seen so far is that they can't let they can't they can't let anything go they just can't let it be you have to wring every last dime out of it that you possibly can Mm -hmm. um and therefore at the end of the day you are going to have this mediocre product that is a shell of its former self when you should have just let it like die when you had the chance when it was still Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. instead of beating that dead horse i I totally agree
0: with you yeah. So,
1: so that's how I feel. I just had to get that off my chest. Could it be a prequel
0: capacity? Although it's I will pointless. say it's, it's dumb either way. I will say I, I try to take this on because companies can't let things die. You know, they got to keep making money or whatever. And they're annoying about it. I try to not let new things ruin old things. Like to me, the MCU ended at Endgame. And yeah. it was kind of this nice, you know, long running series of movies that had a climax and an ending and everything past that is just you know take it or leave it you know i could watch it and have fun or not and it doesn't matter um mm-hmm. so i can just have my own little head canon for that or if like an author comes out and is like this is actually what this means it's like ah th- th- that's okay the that's not how i interpret it like i can yeah. interpret it my way and it can be intended to be a different way
1: yeah no no i i understand that and not to get like Sidetrack the conversation or get overly political.
0: We never get sidetracked.
1: Oh, we, we so never well. get sidetracked. Um, I have heard in my life from people who are pro capitalism, and I'm not even <laughs> specifying where I am on this whole spectrum of c- like complicated political views because I don't have the energy to, to, to do that. But I have heard people who are very pro capitalism be like, capitalism breeds innovation. And I am sitting here. Watching these um, companies um, squeeze mm. the life out of these media properties by reusing ideas over and over. And I'm watching um, these game developers or maybe publishers make all these A games that all feel like the same game. And I'm like, hey, guys, where's the fucking innovation? Mm. Where's that going? Huh? What happened to that, that that capitalism is supposed to produce? Because I'm not seeing it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Just to add to this conversation of a subject we're not experts on, I will throw my hat into the ring and say, I kind of understand, you know, at, at its most basic level, capitalism encourages people to meet the needs of their community in some to some extent. Like people need fish, I'm gonna be a fisherman and I'm gonna bring them fish and they will give me currency to buy the things that I need or whatever. Right. To and I and feel demand. like that yeah, yeah. I feel like that stops I feel like that has stopped working at some point because now we have like some i think people call it like late stage capitalism there's a lot of just the creation of needs i guess and just like i don't know like we don't we don't need tony stark and <laughs> we no. don't need any of those movies uh With to survive nostalgia, but...
1: but remember when you were younger and you watched iron man you warm and fuzzy inside how about yeah. we sell that feeling back to you because you need it because it's treat yourself yeah basically just
0: like fishing for people i don't know to like
1: buy the same thing over and over again or like hey ladies um you know what's 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 unappealing and makes you disgusting beyond reason um those those bags under your eyes how about we sell you some like 40 dollar eye cream for you for you to fix that yeah yeah like creating a problem like we don't have to have a problem with our eye bags actually thank you
0: Um, (laughs) i don't remember where i heard this but um obviously we did not always have deodorant um Mm -hmm. and it took a while for deodorant to catch on and the way they got it to catch on was targeting like adolescent girls (gasps) and convincing them that they smell oh and that they would never find a partner if they smelled me
1: off i didn't know that i mean i don't like to smell bad, but that's because they fucking got to me they're in my head
0: (laughs) (laughs) they convinced us all that we smell bad i mean like other countries i mean mean, mean,
1: they're not wrong (laughs)
0: like I i guess but like we didn't care Yeah, it was a normal smell for a long time. I guess, Uh, but now we're so like, I'm so sensitive about
1: smells. Listen,
0: I'm not saying you guys should run around with no deodorant out there, but (laughs) they they tricked us. Just remember that. I don't know. Right.
1: Well, it's also like the um, like the leg hair thing. Like, oh, like you don't have to have like your leg hair is fine. It's natural, which I agree with. But I'm also one of those losers who's like, but I like having smooth legs. Like, I like the way it feels
0: yeah me too i like having smooth legs
1: good good to know
0: (laughs) man my legs have been fucking killing me i am because you shaved them yeah because i shaved them and i just cut the shit out of them oh no um i uh so i i think i've mentioned that i like run a lot Mm -hmm. on this podcast before but i've been trying to cut back on that because there was i don't know what happened i like stopped running for a bit i think because i got a little bit injured and and then I came back to it and then I gave myself shin splints.
1: Ooh, ow.
0: Which is not like the worst thing ever, but isn't isn't super fun. Um, and shin splints basically just happen anytime you increase training volume, like not gradually, whatever the opposite of gradually is. Suddenly. <laughs> um, suddenly. And I gave myself shin splints again, which is fun. Ouch. <coughs> Uh so yeah compression sleeves. I'm using compression sleeves like an old man. Okay. Got my compression socks on. Yeah. So, that's fun. I uh I but I've been trying to like this has basically been the healthiest year of my life. I've I feel great all the time now, except these fucking leg injuries that I keep giving myself. Yeah. <laughs> um which aren't as bad as like I don't know, pulling my back muscles, which is what I would do prior to this, Moving. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. With
1: your this moving is job? this is
0: the trade-off. Yeah. Uh no, I never pulled them moving. I oh, only really? pulled them from sitting at a desk. So
1: that feels so back ass-wards. Is it, it back does, it? or ass backwards? Whatever. Ass backwards. Ass backwards. Uh, Do I
0: say back Yeah, but that works. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I definitely in my life have felt at my worst whenever I'm not moving around. Okay. And I feel like I'd always get injured whenever I'm not moving around. Huh. Um
1: worth considering
0: yeah for me. this year's been good but i'm still like trying to refine what this what the freaking routine is like when do i work out this muscle group when do i run when do i bike i try to dedicate at least 30-ish minutes to it every day
1: do you have a guide do you have like a like someone you follow like
0: i started out like that and now i yeah. kind of do my own thing mm. um the hardest part was definitely just getting the routine established, and the easiest part is continuing once the routine has already been established, Right, you inherently know that on Wednesday you do this, and on Thursday you do this, and it's just, I don't have to set a reminder on my phone, I just know to do it. Mm-hmm. So once that gets rolling, yeah, I mean, you're all set. But yeah, I, I need to figure out a way to space some of these activities better, because, what was it, Wednesday, I ran... Thursday, I hit my legs. Friday, I biked. And then Saturday, I biked. And it was like, this is not working. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I need need like a day. I I hate the seven-day week. I wish it was eight. I wish we had an even number. That'd be great. I don't know. That's what's really throwing me off. Anyway, this is PlayStation 2 podcast. Let's get into Pac-Man World 2. All right. Background information. Uh, Developed and published by Namco before the Namco Bandai merger. Pac Man World 2 was released on the PS2 in North America on February 26, 2002, and is or was somewhat well received by critics of the time, currently sitting at a 73 on Metacritic. With the biggest point of criticism being the camera, somewhat a lack of innovation, which I thought was dumb. I don't know. It was mostly fun. Everyone was mostly chill with this game. Um, there were some like, Outlier low scores, some outlier high scores, but everyone was mostly, like, good, I guess. Yeah. Um, Pac-Man World 2 is the sequel to Pac-Man World, which released on the PlayStation 1 in 1990. The series received a third entry in 2005, titled Hold on. Pac-Man World 3.
1: You said it released on the PlayStation 1 in 1990. Did you mean 1999?
0: I meant 1999. Okay. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I will never get through this section without misdating numbers. something.
2: yeah:
0: <laughs> Uh the series received a third entry in 2005 titled Pac-Man World Three, and mm. after this series remained dormant for quite some time until the summer of 2022, where Bandai Namco released a remake of Pac-Man World one Pac-Man World Repack.:
1: that sounds that's like so random
0: yeah if it came out of nowhere like i remember it yeah. was in a nintendo direct or something and i was like really does this mean we're getting number two that was the first <laughs> thing i asked um but yeah this uh, this remake was received pretty well but there has been no word of a remake of the second game at this time all right so i don't know we'll see i don't know if you have any history with this game this was a very important game to me in my childhood it was one of the early games we got with this system. I mean, I don't know if we got it at launch or not at launch, but like when we got the PS2, but it was definitely early on. And I don't know, I got a lot of fond memories of just like the sounds and visuals of this game. Uh, I don't think we ever made it past the lava world. I think we may, I have like a vague memory of watching my dad play uh, the haunted boardwalk level, mm-hmm. but I usually capped out probably like magnum opus or one of those levels or magma opus
1: yeah it's magma opus yeah Mm -hmm. i think that was one of the last levels i that i played
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i did not check my old memory card i could not find it okay (laughs) um but the last time i played this game was on the gamecube about a year and a half ago uh where i beat it for the first time actually actually it might have been like two and a half years ago at this point
1: and did you put a review of that on your personal channel? No,
0: I wanted to, but I did okay, not. I couldn't remember if that you did that was or not. after I had stopped doing that. Right. <laughs> um, that was such like a because I did that in like the weird interim of like I had graduated college, could but not COVID. find a full time job. Yeah. And I was like, I have all this time. I might as well do something. So I I did reviews for. I did them weekly, which is kind of insane.
1: Were they weekly? Like,
0: yeah, they were weekly. Okay. They yeah, were weekly that's kind of for crazy.
1: two weeks. No.
0: <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> they were weekly for two weeks.
1: I remember you got to slide two and then ground to a halt.
0: I did them weekly for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 weeks. And then I had two more videos that were just kind of sporadic. Okay. So, yeah, I, that's that's some unemployed shit right there, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that literally ground to a halt as soon as I started getting work. Uh, yeah,
1: well, you know, that's a good excuse, though.
0: But yeah, I'm so much happier now. Um, anyway. We're good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh.
0: oh, yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of the Pac Man series, I guess, which is kind of a weird thing to say. I don't know. But one memory with the Pac Man series that I do have is in school computer labs, everyone was looking a game. We we're all looking for these games, these gaming websites that like weren't blocked to play like yep. shitty little flash games, basically. And one website that they could not block was Google. <laughs> and if you remember the Google Doodles that I they don't. would occasionally put out. So like on like a special day. They oh well,
1: would... yeah yeah the, the logo you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes.
0: And okay. they had a website Google had a website where you could go and look at Google Doodles of the past. Mm -hmm. And one of their Google Doodles was a Pac-Man game. Oh, Yeah, you can just play Pac-Man in like this Google logo.
1: Huh, that's cool.
0: And that was just my ultimate time waster right there. Yeah. Um, Instead of learning, God forbid I learned something. But yeah, do you have any history with (laughs) Pac-Man?
1: I'm trying to think if... So I know so so Clayton and I are of the age where, by the time we came along, arcades were kind of on their way out mm-hmm. um I mean there's there were like arcade places around town when we were- We had one in a, our
0: mall, yeah, yeah, one
1: in our mall, and then we had a different like fun like family fun time, come here, jungle gym, crawl around in inside of this building,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, which is now in like an auto zone or it something. Is. It's, fucking, it's so sad, sad. that's the most devastating my, thing yeah. it
1: crushes my soul to drive past it um but uh anyway um so so we're we're like late 90s babies but i do remember i have distinct memories of going to a pizza hut with my family oh. maybe with some of my cousins around my age and there being a pac-man arcade machine there
0: interesting Can't out pizza the hut i like that pac-man is in a pizza hut because he is a kind of pizza shaped being. yes
1: there. yeah um, and then I'm trying to remember if, do you remember there being like these cheapy, like cheap plug and play things at Walmart? Where I know it's like, exactly what you're talking this, about. Yep. This joystick plug it in your TV. It has oh, like yeah. the game on it. Yeah. I remember plug those plays. floating around. Oh yeah. There were SpongeBob ones. There oh, like, I
0: had the SpongeBob one with his nose with, with, yep. as the control stick. Yep. There was an Atari one, which I believe is the one you're referring to that contained Pac-Man.
1: Probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. these things. They were were. not like, I would like to track one down because in my head, I'm like, these were not that bad. I mean, they were just simple. Well, let me take that back. The ones with like officially licensed arcade games were not that bad. The ones that were weird bootleg SpongeBob reskin games were questionable. Yeah, But like the Atari one, it's like you can play Dig Dug, Pac-Man. It's like, it's got a little, it's a, it's a nice enough form factor, just Mm -hmm. a button and a joystick. It's like, that's not, it's not bad. Uh yeah I I had the Atari one and the SpongeBob one I would like yeah I should track those down
1: yeah if you still have them somewhere if
0: I still have them I wonder if they're like a collector's item on eBay or uber cheap okay they're like twenty five dollars that's a little bit too much for me okay uh, yeah <laughs> so did are you familiar at all with this game no okay it nope. was fairly well. It sold fairly well. I think it sold, like, I think I saw 1.8 million, which was pretty good for the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure the sequel number three sold less. I think Uh as far as I'm aware, this is the game in the series that people like the most. All right. How did you prepare for this episode? I'm curious to see how far you got.
1: I think what came after the lava levels. I'm trying to remember.
0: So there was the submarine levels. There were scuba levels followed by two submarine levels.
1: I don't remember the scuba levels at all. So I think I just got to the lava levels. Okay. Like the very, like, but like the very end of them.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's scuba levels, submarine levels, which I'm disappointed you didn't get to experience because they're the worst levels in the game. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> but I'll tell you about that. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I played through up to the submarine levels. OPL was having some compatibility issues with this game. Oh no. So I jumped back into my GameCube save on the GameCube and dabbled in all of the remaining levels. But yeah, that's uh that's what I played. It was nice to play a short game. I yes, tell you.
1: It was. It was
0: like, man, I I played this whole thing in a day. That's incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah, every time I sat down, I felt like I was getting through so many levels like relatively quickly and I was like, oh, this is weird.
0: It's a oh, weird man, feeling. it's so good. <laughs> You could you could play this game I think like three or four times in just the amount of time it would take you to watch all of the Final Fantasy cuts. Yes, against. absolutely. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So let's get let's get into some very important questions. Okay. All right. Pac-Man or Mrs. Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man. Sorry.
1: Uh. Uh. Solidarity. You can only save one solidarity between women i'm gonna to have to pick miss pac-man
0: mm, mm. <laughs> are you going off of the people or the arcade games by chance the people I assume the people or the packs um yeah yeah i think as far as an actual pack person i'm more aligned with pac-man he's just the kind of like the default human okay but as far as is as an arcade cabinet miss pac-man is obviously the correct answer um much more refined game Are you familiar with the differences?
1: No, (laughs) so I'm looking at you like I don't understand what's going on.
0: (laughs) So Miss Pac-Man, I don't, I, I don't know everything, but Miss Pac in general, but Miss Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man was just kind of a refined Pac-Man. It had more stages, and it had like this little story in between each screen clear of like you know chasing off a pack ghosts. Or whatever, yeah.
1: We love to see a girl boss winning. Exactly. She was whatever. the original girl boss. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> there were no girl bosses before Miss Pac-Man.
1: <laughs> no, not uh, Joan of Arc, not mm-hmm. no Cleopatra. Nope, none of those.
0: Miss <laughs> yep. Pac-Man came out and women were like, we can do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was a, th- then the women's suffrage movement happened, feminism became a thing. It was like, just mm-hmm. flip the world on its head.
0: And it was um, all because of Miss Pac-Man.
1: All because of Miss Pac-Man.
0: All right. Another question. Very important question. Okay. Blinky, Pinky, Inky, or Clyde?
1: Okay. I because I'm so special and unique and different and not like other girls, haha. Um, I feel like I have to pick Clyde because it sounds different. However, mm. in this game, didn't Pinky wasn't Pinky acting a bit deranged and like spying on Pac Man? In the Mm. opening the opening cutscene was so uncomfortable for me. Oh Um, yeah, it was. Anyway, just throwing that
0: out there. So so Clyde, I respect that. Yeah. Um yeah. Pinky, I don't know when Pinky was kind of created to be like like the like an Amy character or yeah. Like a like a creepy stalker stalker girl. Overly
1: obsessed.
0: It was probably one of maybe not, maybe this series. I don't I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that opening cutscene is beautiful.
1: Yeah. Pinky, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw shade. I know I just said that you have to have solidarity between women, but Pinky does not capture the girl boss energy that Miss mm-hmm. Pac-Man captures in the slightest because she is.
0: She wishes. She wishes.
1: Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: <laughs> Morgan, can you correctly identify which color goes to which name?
1: Well, Pinky is, is the pink one.
0: Well, you'd be surprised. No, that's correct. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, sorry, can you tell me what the other colors are?
0: So there's there's an orange, blue, red, and pink.
1: Orange, blue, red, and pink. I feel like Inky would be blue. And is Clyde red?
0: I was wrong. I thought Clyde was red. Oh. No. I, was, I had these wrong. I had all of these wrong. I thought Blinky was blue. <laughs> But I guess Blinky is Blinky is red? Okay. Inky is Cyan, oh. Pinky is pink, and Clyde is orange.
1: Okay. So I had I had Pinky and Inky, right? But I had Blinky and Clyde mixed up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you aware that um in the arcade games that they were all programmed to act in a specific way? Like yeah. each ghost acted differently. So Yeah,
1: they had like the like quote unquote personalities where like this one takes this specific route, this one mm-hmm. right? Yes.
0: I, I think in the uh, Japanese translation, I think that the names have meanings that kind of say what they do. So uh, the red one, I think, translates to like shadow or something. And shadow, it, it basically just goes directly after Pac-Man okay. the entire time. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the blue ghost is yeah, afraid of Pac-Man and okay. kind of goes away from Pac-Man. I think that Pinky tries to like go where Pac-Man will be. <sighs> I may be wrong. I'm probably I am wrong on these. But I think that Clyde is like a wild card and he just kind of goes. Um, uh,
1: so like the four Ninja Turtles.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if one of the Ninja Turtles was a girl? That would be they strange. Had... She had a pink headband.
1: Oh, they had a girl Ninja Turtle. And I don't remember her name, but hers was like a lighter blue. She was like cyan.
0: Let's see. Girl Ninja Turtle.
1: And I think she fought with like... A blanket?
0: <laughs> she fought with emotions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she fought. She had um, her nails. She had acrylic nails that she um, would use to
0: claw people. Did she, did she have a long braid?
1: Yeah, maybe. Was it Venus? Oh, okay. Is her name Venus?
0: Yes. I see a Venus.
1: Okay. That was her. All right.
0: Back to <laughs> what well, we're talking about, Pac-Man?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Morgan, I got a question for you. This uh-huh. is a maybe a uh, I don't know, philosophical question. Mm. Is Pac-Man the first stealth game?
1: See, when I saw when I perused the document beforehand and I saw this question, I was wanting to know what what parameters are <laughs> are we talking about that <laughs> dictates whether or not something is a stealth game? Because, like, no. Is it not? I don't I mean
0: I guess it's a maybe an evasion game would be better
1: yeah because you're not you can't exactly like hide from the ghosts right because you can't there is no hiding from them Mm -hmm. um it's yeah
0: no (laughs) all right well i'm just gonna say no it was worth a shot yeah um (laughs) i feel like it's close like if someone said Pac-Man is the first stealth game. Change my mind, you know, Mm. in one of those little sign things. Uh I'd be like, I get what you're saying, but you're still crazy, and I kind of like that. But I'm also not going to like agree with you openly. Maybe I don't know.
1: The the first, you know, what the first stealth game is? Hide and seek.
0: Mm. Mm. You know what the first stealth game is?
1: Hiding from predators so you don't get mauled.
0: (laughs) (laughs) evading wildlife right yeah. <laughs> um at
1: that point is it a game though i don't know if it is
0: <laughs> <laughs> the original game yeah right it's like calling chess a stealth game almost like oh you gotta hide the king <laughs> the f- yeah <laughs> the first um <laughs>
1: sorry the first hitman game was when kane murdered abel <laughs> <laughs> like blessing him hit men him <laughs> Little Rock.
0: Wasn't there a story in the Bible where someone kills someone and then dresses up as them?
1: No. Yes, that's, well, that's no, wait, Jacob.
0: Jacob. Jacob, right? Well, they Esau. didn't
1: kill him. They just they just took some animal pelts because like Esau was oh, a hairy pretend. man. And mm-hmm. Jacob was like, I must pretend. Oh, well, his mom was like, pretend to be Jacob so you can steal his blessing because that's, that's what right. you should do in a godly household. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Um
0: That was the original hit man yeah just dressing up in a stupid outfit
1: right <laughs> put on these furs, pretend to be your hairy ass brother um well, and then in that case, then, was the original stealth game when sorry, we're getting really weird with these references now, but when um when Adam and Eve ate the apple, they weren't supposed oh, to and, they and tried then to they hid from God
0: the original stealth game right can we hide from God
1: can we hide from God? <laughs> And the original speech check was when God was like, hey, <laughs> did you do what I didn't tell you to do? And they were like, no.
0: Oh, man. I cannot fucking believe they did not use their inspiration die on that roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that really was necessary. We, we all had to pay this. for
1: it. We're all still paying for it.
0: Yeah. this These are the type of lasting consequences that you will find in Baldur's Gate, by the way. Just okay. You know, you'll fail speech check at the beginning of the game. Whole playthrough is different. The rest of humanity is different for it. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) But yeah, let's uh, back to the very important questions. No more Bible talk. Okay. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Morgan, what is the best platformer setting? A lot of these platformers reuse the same few settings. We got Mm -hmm. like foresty area, snow level, water level, fire levels. Mm -hmm. What is the best setting? Let's settle this once and
1: for all jungle
0: oh jungle's pretty good yeah, yeah i'm thinking I like, Crash I like Bandicoot. The, Mm. yeah i like any forested area it's usually the starting area those forested areas mm-hmm. they got good vibes you they know? do yeah they're not trying to kill you necessarily kind right. of fun welcoming comforting
1: i do like for later levels i do also appreciate the climbing up the castle wall things oh okay i do, so I like, do a, like an indoor that. level
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah Okay. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you on that. I mean, water is definitely the worst, and this game definitely solidifies that.
1: I, I was not enjoying snow or fire either, to be honest.
0: Mm. Yeah, snow can be a bit tricky, but slippy.
1: Slippy, slippery. Slippy out there.
0: All right, Morgan. I wanted to know how do you define hidden gem? I noticed some people referring to this game as a hidden gem. Okay. It sold very well, was received softly, and is kind of forgotten. Like, what? What is the most important factor with something being referred to as a hidden gem, in your opinion?
1: I would say, to me, not, I, I wouldn't say because you have, you have the question, is it sales, review scores, or something more nebulous? I'm going to go with, like, I, I, like, um hidden gem to me is like almost synonymous, almost but not quite synonymous with cult classic, where it's like, it's it's not it hasn't had like a big impact in like pop culture. It's not something mm-hmm. a lot of people are familiar with. Um, it has more to do with like, I guess, is notoriety the right word?
0: Yeah, notoriety. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, just like not not very well known. Like tulip, I would I would argue that tulip is, kind of a, is hidden a hidden gem. gem. Yes. Yes.
0: Tulip, I think, fits that definition because it did not sell well. It is not well known. Mm-hmm. It was reviewed poorly. Yes. <laughs> um, I think. I actually don't remember.
1: No, it was. Remember, it was, it was okay. on like, the worst, the, one right, of the worst right. game. People hated lists. it. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will also say, just to expand my definition or clarify it a little bit, something something can be both a hidden gem and a cult classic, but something can also be a hidden gem without a cult classic or without a, the cult classic following, too, because mm-hmm. it can be so hidden that like no one knows what the hell it is. Mm-hmm. and then you you know engage with it and you're like oh this this is really good i like mm-hmm. this so
0: i would i would say the hidden gem for me is like relative to the time that you're currently in like mm-hmm. is this thing something that has kind of been lost to time something that has been forgotten then i think you yeah. qualify that as a hidden gem like i'm not going to go out and say sly cooper is a hidden gem yeah it's because not. sly cooper is still fairly well remembered mm-hmm. you know. There hasn't been a new game, but it's like a, not a, maybe not a relevant franchise, but like a, it was, it was so popular that it has not been forgotten yet.
1: Yes. <laughs> I yep.
0: guess. But I think that calling this game a hidden gem, despite it selling very well, isn't like totally egregious. Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's fine. Because it has been something that is kind of forgotten. Like, oh, this Pac-Man platformer that was like mostly good. <laughs> hidden gem. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. All right. Do you have any very important questions before we move into gameplay? No. All right. Let's move into gameplay. At a blazing through this episode. It feels wrong. It feels like we should talk about Naruto for another 30 minutes, but <laughs>
1: let's continue. And then everyone clicks off the episode. They're like, not again.
0: Not again. Let's move into gameplay. Uh, I wanted to start with core movement. So just like the, you know, running, walking, jumping. Yeah. As far as like weight, speed, feel. I feel like Pac-Man feels like really intuitive and part of this is hard for me to gauge because this is kind of a formative game for me Mm -hmm. so I kind of based some standards probably subconsciously off of this game and how it feels and how I remember it feeling as a kid but as a newcomer you know level level design aside Mm -hmm. did you feel like Pac-Man controlled how you expected a Pac-Man to control?
1: Yeah yeah no I I would say I didn't have any problems with the controls i did have problems with like being able to tell like gauging like depth perception Mm, was really hard for me i like gauging where he was in space during certain jumps like i couldn't it was hard for me to tell either because of the camera angle or like there's also i think like a lack of a shadow beneath him
0: there is a shadow oh is there okay yes but it, it doesn't really help whenever they're trying to get you to perform like fairly precise jumps. Yeah. Like, in one of the fire levels, there's, like, this big area with a bunch of tiny little platforms. Yeah. And unless you, like, have committed Pac-Man's jump to memory, it's very hard to make those. And yes. you have a little bit of leeway with, like, him grabbing onto edges, mm-hmm. but not too much. If you overshoot it, you're kind of <laughs> dead. Right. Um, and you can't, like, position the camera in a more favorable angle, really. So, I don't know. I, I feel, like, personally precise platforming is not super compatible with 3d games like mm. i feel like it works better in 2d games when you have you know you cut out that z-axis and you're just working in two dimensions
1: yeah but yeah, once you I have that third dimension you.
0: in there you got the camera it's like yes yeah, it's, it's hard to like right. ask this of the player so mm-hmm. yeah i def, i get what you i get what you're saying but i would attribute that more to level design than like and maybe the camera uh, yeah, than I would to like the feel of Pac-Man.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I was never, I was never really frustrated with how it felt to like control mm-hmm. him. It was mainly yeah, level design choices.
0: Right. You're never like, oh, I didn't jump as high as I thought I could, or, or I guess yeah, something that I feel less confident about. But I kind of like the concepts that they played around with in here. Uh, some of Pac-Man's like sort of extra abilities, uh, starting with the rev roll, his little like charge up kind of like a little Sonic spin dash situation. Mm-hmm. Um I like the idea of it. I feel like it works with his round nature. But I felt like the second they started asking you to perform like revel jumps accurate. Then, yeah, like perform them accurately as opposed to just clearing a gap. Uh-huh. It's fairly difficult because it's so fast and you do have a way to kind of stop if you jump again, but it still feels Like there's some momentum. It's a weird feeling. I I didn't love that because you kind of have to rely on like the player cutting off the momentum with a jump. And that feels weird. Even if it is what you're meant to do. Yeah. It's it's weird to ask the player to do that for like a precise, like do a rev roll jump, this super fast, you know, spin roll, jump off a little ramp and then land on a tiny platform. That's pretty difficult. That was the source of like most of my frustration. Mm-hmm. for a lot of these levels
1: yeah i remember there were some there was one and i think the one of the icy levels oh you would have to use like the rev rolls to get past like spots where you would like slide backwards yeah because of the yeah, ice yeah. and one of those <laughs> was like really frustrating to get him to like jump out of it because there was like something weird going on and i don't know if it was like input lag or what for me where i would do the rev roll and i wouldn't be able to like get out of it quickly enough to jump to where i was like trying to get to or something i don't know it was mm-hmm. weird. Um, and then I think some of the, the lava levels, they didn't, they wanted, they had like teeny tiny little ramps for you to like revel off of. Yeah. And it just felt like it it could have been like maybe a little bit more forgiving with the room that it gave you to work with. I don't know. Mm -hmm.
0: The lava levels are definitely what jumps to mind first. There's, I can't remember which, I think it was the first or second lava level. There's like a, a section right after a checkpoint where you have to. There's like some moving platforms combined with a rev roll jump.
1: Yes, yeah, I remember those.
0: That one's pretty rough. Mhm. I did, I was not not a big fan of that one. There's also one in the lava section where you, it's I think it's Magma Opus where you have to like fight one of those big lava golem things, stomp on him, and then you have to like backtrack through the area that you were just in and you have to rev roll jump off of one of those like trampoline pads that's at an angle, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and because those trampoline pads kind of like have like a point underneath them that they're like balanced from, if you stand on the edges of them, it kind of like wobbles. Oh. it's just an awkward yeah. it was an awkward choice because then you also have to do a precise landing on a falling platform. yeah, it was just a weird a weird one all around, it felt like, but
1: yeah, definitely,
0: yeah. I mean, for the most part. Aside from, like, those handful of instances, like, using a Revolver to clear a gap is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But using it to land precisely on a little pinpoint platform is not as fun. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the butt bounce. Big fan of the butt bounce. I don't know about you, but I was butt bouncing all over the place. That was, like, <laughs> you know how, like, whenever you're playing a game and you just kind of bunny hop everywhere? Got, mm-hmm. like, ADHD brain or whatever. And you just kind of keep pressing. Yep. I was butt bouncing everywhere. Just boop, boop, boop. It was a lot of fun. I really like it's just like a, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like snappy and satisfying to just like immediately. The descent. And with a lot of speed, fall to the ground. Yeah. Slam on the ground. It's fun. I found it's like a fun way to interact with the world. Like they have you press a lot of switches, break crates, and uh, bounce on trampolines. And I felt like all that was like a nice, fun little mechanic. I was a big fan, especially the trampolines in the levels that make use of them.
1: Yeah, I feel like as far as, like, ground pound moves go, because that's kind of what this is. Um, Right. Yeah, it's definitely, like, one of the more satisfying ones. Like, it doesn't feel like it's too harsh when it, like, halts your momentum or, like, Mm -hmm. it's not. Yeah, and the animation isn't obnoxiously long or anything. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it works for what it it is.
0: I will say, coming back to this game, for some reason, I thought there was a double jump at some moments. And I would just go to jump, and I'd press jump again, and then I would just bump. (laughs) bounce plummet. into oblivion yeah <laughs> yeah just <laughs> and it's kind of funny but
1: yeah i do remember being confused and maybe like slightly annoyed that the butt bounce is like your only method of attack right like i do kind of wish there was like can i just like punch him yeah it's your only
0: method of ground attack you can jump and kick and then you can butt. oh bounce. yeah i
1: forgot about that yeah you're right
0: in the third game there is like brawling mechanics which is not everybody's favorite okay Um, interesting but yeah the third game is kind of a departure from this kind of turns into like pac-man has a voice it's weird oh (laughs) yeah it's weird yeah it
1: feels like he shouldn't like if you're gonna have of all the protagonists we've talked about he's the one who does not need a voice
0: no he can he can remain voiceless yeah and oppressed yeah and yeah (laughs) another i don't know if this is an ability or like a gameplay mechanic or whatever but uh i just want to say the pack dot chains where it's like the red pack dot mm-hmm. and that like takes you through like a level i found those to be nice cathartic satisfying little little sections because it's normally like i don't know it's almost positioned as a reward most of the time for like reaching a section flipping a switch and then one of these pack dot trails appears nice and satisfying
1: yeah, sometimes they confused me because there were sometimes where it's like, oh, this pack not chain—it's like optional. It's going to lead you to optional collectibles. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I know what which one is optional and which one is like this is the way to get to the end of the level? Because I was just trying to get to the end of the levels. But oh yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I I mean me me too. I I have never really felt super compelled to chase the collectibles in this game mm-hmm. because I believe that it asks you to get all the fruit. Obviously, the tokens. But I think it also wants you to, like, collect all the pack dots.
1: Yes, it does. I did that at first, and I was like, why am I doing this?
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's It's not, like, the most enticing collect-a-thon, I think.
1: Yeah. I would say, yeah, as far as, like, I guess the fun goes, the fun is more related to the platforming, not the, like, active collecting the things.
0: Mm I don't know. Because I feel like in other collect-a-thon games, the collectible is, like cooler than fruit yeah. i don't know i know like, fruit is a part of pac-man lore right i, I mean
1: i guess the arcade coins are okay i liked like the arcade coins
0: yeah. yeah well those had a reward like you got something yeah, yeah. From doing those
1: right but like Sly like cooper it's like get the bottles then you get a new ability and it's like ooh. right and then crash bandicoot it's like oh get these things and then you get a, an extra like path later on mm. in the game or whatever like it's i don't know yeah more rewarding than like hard score
2: mm-hmm.
0: there may have been a reward associated with like 100 percent completion or fruit collecting but mm. i'm not sure i don't think there is honestly i know that you get stuff for the tokens but aside from that i don't think you got a reward for going out of your way to collect stuff
1: yeah but also it was kind of annoying because like if you like between checkpoints if you collected a bunch of things and then you died, you'd have to go pick them all up again.
2: Mm,
0: yes, and I was that's like, right. I'm not doing yeah. that. <laughs> and I kind of want to say I, I'm, it must be the same if you like start the level over. Like, I can't remember if it was something weird, where it's like you have to do 100% in one go mm. or what. I don't I don't know. But especially for like the on rails levels, just sounds like a nightmare. Like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to touch on this camera before we leave the mechanics section. Yes. It was a big pain point for reviewers at the time and I think we both had problems with it. I think it's main issues is that it would just get stuck on geometry. Like, cameras at this point in this generation feel very restrictive compared to modern day game cameras where you can kind of move past objects that are in the way and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the default state, like, Sometimes it would whip around in, like, really confusing ways.
1: It, yes. Yeah. And it then, was like, the times rough. where it's like, you can move your camera now, but then it would, like, lock your camera. And when you try to move it, it would have this little, like, pop-up. Be like, no, 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 you can't move your camera right oh, now. And I was you don't like, want to well, move your not. camera
0: right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that would be one of the things if they did remake this game. I hope that they can fix that camera. I feel like it would be more enjoyable. Like, that would be yeah. a big. If you were to fix one thing fixing the camera i think would help the game a lot Uh
2: uh-huh
0: yeah i mean that's all i gotta say for gameplay i mean it's a it's a platformer yeah (laughs) if you got anything else before we move on to levels all right level design so i want to know i'll let you go first what are some standout levels in your opinion
1: i don't remember level names um (laughs) (laughs) but i remember like the one with the the trees tall trees and the platforms you have to bounce between yes i remember that being kind of fun i was like oh wow like i'm really we're really shmoovin', huh
0: i think it was like bedoing woods or something
1: probably um <laughs> and then i remember um the snow there was a snow one where you have like a big snowball that chases you at least for part of it mm-hmm. and it was i don't know i was just like oh i feel like i'm playing crash bandicoot like i am i am having a fun time
0: that one had big Crash Bandicoot feel. I liked that one a lot, too. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought it up. I forgot about it. It's uh. It has those, like, air cannons or whatever that, like... Oh, those pissed me off. <laughs> I liked... If, if there was one that was, like, pointed, like, the way that you were running, you mm-hmm. could, like, jump into it and it would just fling you way down the course. Yeah. And it was... Really fun.
1: <laughs> I think there were some. I don't remember if it was that level or a different level, but the one where they had the air cannons that were like close to like a ledge, and it's like, don't get blown off the ledge. Mm-hmm. um But they, the, it, they would come so fast, like the, <laughs> like they hardly had like a break for me to get around them. I don't remember. It, it, I had a hard time. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. I feel you I like the snowball one though, and all of the tree ones, like those. I just love the. We'll get into this later, but that like the woods level, the treetop levels where it's like nighttime in the forest. Yeah, I like those. Obsessed the... with that. Yeah, that I was like
1: be a treetops oh in spiral.
0: It's so good. Yeah, it's like a twilighty kind of like slightly spooky, slightly yeah. not. This game has like slight Christmas and Halloween vibes with the snow levels and the spooky levels later on, and uh, I dig it. But yeah, that's like the whenever i think of this game i think of those levels Mm-mm. like butane pain and bedoing woods or whatever it was name whatever dumbass name it was <laughs> um but yeah love those for me blade mountain haunted boardwalk those are like the most replayable levels for me i love the sense of speed you get with both of them it's a little bit different in uh, boardwalk because you have like you have more control over you know you can go backwards and forwards it's more just like a regular platforming level, but on crack because you got roller blades. But Blade Mountain is kind of like a downhill course and it's Mm -hmm. really fun. That was the one that I would always look forward to whenever I was playing it as a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good one. Love doing the jump kick, smacking those little crates up top. Yes, very satisfying. Very fun. It's not so fun to mistime the kick and then just kind of like collide with it and then fall into a puddle. And Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That one not so fun. It just, I love, I love levels that give you like a real sense of speed. And that's one of them.
1: Yep. I get it.
0: Now, on the contrary, what are some of the levels that you find it, found to be the most tedious or frustrating?
1: There was a lava one where the level was sort of built around like hitting buttons to lower the like lava level yeah. in the cave. And I yeah. feel like that one had a lot of like turn around and backtrack like what you just did. Yes. And I'm like, no, I don't yes. want to. <laughs>
0: That That is something that like, I've played this game a bunch of times, you know, I've beat it once um, <laughs> and I'm like fairly familiar with like the earlier levels especially, but there were times where I was like getting confused. I'm like, wait, where am I supposed to go? And that feels weird. I feel like a game like this should be a fairly linear platforming experience. Yeah. Or at least like have some more like diegetic ways of guiding the player, like without, I don't know. Not necessarily like a big arrow over where they need to go, but like
1: <laughs> a quest marker.
0: Maybe just like after a cutscene plays, like the camera is pointed where you're supposed to be going.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, for and sure. And
0: like, I don't know. There were a couple like branching paths that I was supposed to go down that it's like everything's kind of weird looking and I didn't notice it. Some like level design could have been better at like guiding you as the player where you're supposed to go, but it wasn't a huge problem. But like in those lava levels, that's where the backtracking sort of becomes the new thing that they're doing (laughs) yeah yeah frustrating levels for me i mentioned it earlier but the pack marine levels that's the submarine ones submarine levels okay they're so long and tedious they're it's also like butt clenching how long they are because you don't want to die at any point have to redo any of it you're just like i want to get this over with yeah it's interesting how many ideas they kind of shove into that section too because there's like power-ups and like i don't know it's like an on rails shooter thing it's it's weird and i don't like it and it was my least favorite part of like revisiting this game
1: yeah you said on rails shooter i didn't even experience this level but just by that alone i'm already like falling asleep
0: yeah <laughs> there's two of them back to back which is oh weird another issue i feel like there's a pacing issue in this yeah. game that's this specific stretch of levels so like right as you're ending the fire world You go into a stretch of six levels. Okay. I think it's six levels. And it's a boss fight with one of the ghosts. So it's the hardest version of the ghost boss fight. And then you go into the water world, which has two scuba levels back to back. And then two submarine levels back to back, which are both like on rails kind of sections so pacing is a little it, it's like they're longer levels, so you like you can't speed through them. You're mm-hmm. just gonna have to go. Um, and then you come out to uh like the spooky, haunted area of the map, mm-hmm. and you do a it's it's more of a platforming section, but it is on roller blades. so it's atypical still. And then you hop back into two platforming levels, and then the end of the game. Oh, weird! It's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. I feel like stuff like that ideally is spaced out more. I know that they wanted to theme the levels and like progress through different themes, but I don't know. Maybe just have like one water level where it's just platforming still. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, that feels like an odd choice, especially because like the point of a platformer is to teach the player. Or to like get them to
0: You have like a progression of difficulty yes. of a specific
1: Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, now. yeah.
0: It's it's weird. Like I feel like earlier in the game it's it's much better at this, where it's like Blade Mountain comes after, you know, a handful of platforming and then it goes back to platforming and then all that. It's kind of weird that the game ends on what feels like a majority gimmick levels. Um, yeah. yeah. Then
1: again. I mean to me that's like also what I feel like you kind of experience in a typical like crash game. Well, not maybe not a typical crash game, but like
0: in some of the later cl- crash games. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Where it's like, "Oh, you've been doing platforming this whole time. Here have a rocket launcher." And it's like, "What?" <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I like the idea of uh, so for me, I I, feel, I like when pacing like they make pacing adjustments. But it's still kind of based in the same gameplay mechanic. Yeah. So like the rollerblades are really fun because it's kind of like platforming on crack, which is that makes sense. Kind of a fun way to mix up the pacing, I guess. Because it's not the it's not the standard. You know, Mm. I'm running around at Pac-Man speed. I'm just running around at like Mach 10, (laughs) going through this haunted boardwalk. Just fun. Yeah um ghost Bayou is the last platforming level and it is an extremely long and tedious level that i think ends in a boss fight i can't remember um yeah then you go straight into the boss fight after that that one's that one's not my favorite i, I remember the f- like the first time i beat this game a year or two ago or whatever i said uh it this was like Probably the longest I spent on any level. And it was like, man, I just want this game to be over with. Yeah. Like, at this point. But let's talk about boss fights.
1: They pissed me off. <laughs> they pissed me off. Yeah. Um, no, they weren't, they weren't that bad. I, I don't know. There was just like a certain level of like jank. Yes. About them. Um, where like there were certain attacks that would like knock me off the map and it just felt sort of like obnoxious and unfair yeah but there were also like spots where because the, i don't think the boss arenas differed that much with how they were laid out either they kind of just got
0: progressively like less more complicated forgiving, kind of I'm sorry what less forgiving like less forgiving yeah because there's a run of three boss fights that are just those ghost things
1: right with their big robots mm-hmm. and the, big and robots, the first one it's like you approximately
0: can... the same Right, you can like rev roll the first one and like mm-hmm. hit them. They just become harder to damage, have more phases. Yes, and the platforms become harder to jump between. That's kind of the idea, but
1: right. Which, I don't know how I feel about all the bosses being so samey. Um, that wasn't my favorite. No. Yeah. Um. And then there were some. There were certain spots with some of the bosses where I could completely cheese them by like standing in one. Yep. Spot and they would just like spin around me helplessly and not be able to touch mm-hmm. me, which was kind of funny. But um yeah, as far as like boss design goes, it was not great.
0: No, and I was kind of expecting there to be more boss variety because you start with that bullfrog boss, which is like neat. You know, you got to mm-hmm. slam his tongue or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then
0: Revroll, that one is also fairly janky though. Trying to like stand on his tongue as it's extended,
2: you can fall yeah. off
0: that pretty easily um and then the ghost boss fights are cool but i kind of wish that there was only one of them and the other mm-hmm. ones had their own machines
1: i wonder if that was something that was planned but like got cut due to like time yeah, and prob- budget
0: probably yeah i mean because it feels like that's what they wanted to happen based off of one of the ghosts having a unique machine and then the other two not mm-hmm but yeah, and the boss fights were a little janky. You can cheese them in certain ways. Like you can get two like ground pounds in on like the the control center thing that they the ghost is in at a couple spots and you know, get more hits in than the game probably wants you to in a row. Mm-hmm. But there's just some not fun b s associated with it. So in the last one, the lava ghost fight the there's no like platform connecting there's no like bridge between like the five platforms like the the platforms are spaced out like kind of like a five-sided or um like the, how the five would look on a six-sided dice yeah you know what i mean so like one in the center and then four around it and there's no bridge connecting them anymore so you have to reroll between them if you want to get to them and you do have to get to them because sometimes the damage phase on the boss will require you to go to one of those to run over and smack them but because there's no bridge you can't run you have to rev roll jump and some of them it's just like no matter how perfectly squared up i was i just didn't make the jump and it's like it's not not fun. frustrating uh, luckily there is like checkpoints in the boss fights so like every time you get a line of dialogue that is basically a checkpoint okay. but if you get a game over you do have to start the level over so uh. that's a little rough i think both times pretty much every time i get to the final ghost fight i'm getting a game over once like mostly out of impatience it's not that mm. hard i could just be patient and try to get one hit in as opposed to try to squeeze multiple <laughs> but yeah can't do that anyway yeah boss fights whatever. spooky is fairly easy at the end of the game um he just kind of like throws fireballs at you and does some weird effects nothing too crazy or spectacular just run up and smack him when he's Mm -hmm. done being up in the sky and yeah that's uh that's that oh one more thing i want to talk about if if you're good to move on from boss fights i am one more thing in level design i want to talk about the hub world because there was an attempt (laughs) to have a hub world (laughs) Um, it's just like a very easy first level that you can revisit. Yes. And will have more like games in the arcade, basically, is what I could gather. Yep. And I feel like it could have been really cool if after like every level, let's say you return to the hub world or something, or you had the option to it's kind of weird that it's positioned as a first level as opposed to
1: Yeah, like a central spot or yeah, like Yeah,
0: it's a little weird.
1: Yeah, I agree i don't know
0: big fan of hub worlds any game that any platformer i feel like benefits from having a hub world
1: i liked how uh, spyro did it but
0: yes i love how mario 64 did it mm-hmm. i love a i love an evolving hub world that's my favorite i think oh yeah because it's not it's not a hub this world you don't you don't it's not a hub to connect all the worlds or all the levels it's just a level you can revisit
1: yeah that <laughs> feels kind of weird I'm ready
0: to move on to aesthetics. Sure. All right. So how do you feel about the adaptation of Pac-Man, the little circle pizza man, the transition to 3D? Like, How do you like his design?
1: I think his design is fine. Gameplay wise, I mean, it's not... There was an attempt (laughs) um, attempt. because there's some sections of the levels where the little ghosts are hanging out and you can pick up an orb and go munch them to bits if you want. And there are sections with the little um what are they called? The little balls. Pack pellets. Pack pellets. There are sections where they have the pack pellets laid out sort of like they had them in the arcade game, where I guess you can run around for a second and pretend you're playing the arcade game. Um mm-hmm. but it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really like translate very well into 3D. Mm-hmm. Um I Oh, I think... did you
0: play any of like the actual like whenever you grabbed like one of those Atari symbols, it would warp you to like a traditional top-down pac-man level
1: oh really yes (laughs) there was i think
0: one in each level i think they were normally like hidden in some respect but
1: oh really okay yeah Yeah, no i never i never messed with that um i mean it's just interesting okay (laughs) but yeah but yeah other than that it was sort of like an odd transition like i said to go from this like little maze this 2d maze environment to like 3d you're jumping on trees and um floating platforms mm-hmm. and volcanoes now mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's it's hard because i grew up with this so there's a there's an inherent bias in like how i feel mm-hmm. towards you know a 3d pac-man but i really like how he looks in 3d it's kind of the default pac-man in my mind like whenever i think of pac-man i picture this pac-man which is also like the pac-man from smash brothers and stuff like that so
1: oh, i forgot I, he was in smash brothers that's
0: right yeah i imagine there's a lot of people who think of this pac-man before they think of you know the The arcade one the little pie chart Mm pac-man yeah yeah it's a fairly like i don't know mickey mouse esque design you know just boots and gloves or whatever yeah simple yeah but i like it it works Mm -hmm. i like all the pack people too it's kind of fun yeah they're just the same character with different outfits basically and it's right their outfit is their personality and that's kind of fun. yeah
1: i appreciate that (laughs) yeah
0: i i like it i like it uh i think it works for a kids game like this Mm-hmm. Kind of feels he has a, um, like a, the Mr. Man books, like the Mr. Happy, Mr. Oh, yeah. yeah. It kind of has a, that vibe, you know, just a shape with arms and legs.
1: My my favorite was Mr. Persnickety.
0: Mr. Persnickety.
1: I think, I think that was one of them. Anyway, but yes, I, I get what you're saying.
0: There was an episode of my dad podcast where they talked about all these Mr. Men books and how <laughs> the moral of the story is they get reprimanded for who they are. <laughs>
1: Oh geez, and then
0: they have to stop being who they are, or something. That's a
1: weird moral. Yeah, I don't don't know. It's don't be yourself. Be yourself, but not too much. Mm -hmm. Not like that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I think there was one that was like Mr. Tickles, and he kept tickling everybody, and then a witch cursed him, (laughs) and he couldn't tickle anybody anymore. And he's like, "Please uncurse me," and she's like, "Okay, but you can only tickle one person every day." I love the little morals that you try to teach children. That's that's a really fun thing. I don't know if you have thought of this, but uh, me and Claire, I think mostly, I don't know if Claire thinks about it as much, but I have like a repository of kids' media in my head that Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I have seen this and I agree with the morals that it's trying to present, you know? Mm -hmm. And I could also, importantly, tolerate watching this on repeat with my child. Veggie Tales. Veggie, veggie tales. tales for me. <laughs> veggie. I want to rewatch Veggie Tales as an adult.
1: Oh, they're so good. I, I, unironically love them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to give Veggie Tales a screening before I shoved it in front of my kid. Don't want them to grow up hoping to become, or do what I did, which was try to fight my brother with a plunger because a Larry boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah 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 yeah.
0: Oh, that's so Uh. gross! I talked about this on this podcast, so we've we've talked about VeggieTales before, is what that means. I'd be down for like Bluey from everything that I've heard. I'd like to give that a watch. Yeah, it seems it seems not Peppa
1: Pig. You don't want to get them indoctrinated into the.
0: I remember (laughs) my my sister. My sister is ten years younger than me, so um, I grew up with experiencing a lot of the child things that she was, you know, interested in. Um, The one that I could not stand was Elmo. I hated Elmo with every fiber of my being. I hated his goddamn annoying voice. Oh! I wanted to strangle Elmo through the screen every time I heard him.
1: Damn, okay. So no
0: Elmo for my kids. I can't take what a What about like, the I, Muppets? Muppets are cool. I, I, I don't have any gripes with the Muppets. I'm okay. specifically talking about Elmo the character. Okay. Who just happens to be the star of the show for the, right. uh, the Elmo show.
1: Or Sesame yeah. Street.
0: Um, huh. Yeah, I could not take Elmo. Gosh, anyway. I'm trying
1: to think of, sorry, I'm trying to think of any other. I, I remember wanting to strangle Barney. Oh, I yeah. Some of that stuff Barney. I couldn't
0: even remember. I think I did grow up on Barney. I grew up on Thomas the Tank Engine as well.
1: Okay. Big Thomas a, the Tank Engine fan. I had a brief Teletubbies phase, and my dad likes to tell me about how that drove him a little insane. Mm. Because they didn't really, like, talk. They just made, like, oh. Like, they just sort of, like, made noises at each other. That's a weird he one. I kind of hated that. That's yeah. a weird one. It was bizarre.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I just, I want to be very intentional about the media my kids consume because, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm going to, I feel like our generation has learned that you don't just hand your kids an iPad.
1: Yeah, no, no, no mindless uh, iPad. I don't want to have an iPad kid. No. Yeah. I
0: I think I'm just going to avoid. Oh, melon, Jesus. Fuck that. No. (laughs) Every time I bring up melon, Claire wants to strangle me because uh, oh, really? <laughs> i think she babysat a kid who
1: it was a cocoa melon coco melon kid
0: i oh, do yeah. no.
1: see oh i grew up watching like tom and jerry so i just watched his cat and his mouse beat the shit out of each other all the time
0: i'd probably avoid that one too oh.
1: <laughs> huh and it had some questionable um racial stereotypes of that's true tom's owner sometimes mm. um
0: <laughs> mm. interesting yeah How old is Tom and Jerry? That's an old-ass cartoon.
1: It is an old-ass cartoon. 50s, 60s, I think. That's
0: wild. Or
1: maybe maybe 60s or so.
0: We are going to be alive, hopefully, if all goes well. But Tom and Jerry will be 100 years old at some point in our lifetime.
1: I feel like it was such a huge part of my childhood, which is so strange that it was like so old. Like Looney Tunes fucking love looney tunes again people just beating the shit out of each other for fun Mm -hmm. i think you have to let your kid have a little violence as a treat (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. i guess i guess
1: i'm kind of kidding but i'm kind of not (laughs) give those little gamers some violence when you see tom from tom and jerry get hit in the face with a frying pan and then his face is stuck in the shape of the frying pan that's fucking hilarious it's comedy it's peak comedy you have to let them have that let them have that
0: yeah at some point i <laughs> guess you're right yeah or I when mean,
1: jerry eats a piece of cheese it's too big and then he turns into a little the little triangle cheese shape i know honey. exactly what you mean yeah it's yeah
0: <laughs> it's true and also how are they going to understand all these memes if they don't partake right
1: how are they they're not gonna you need to let them be a little cultured yeah they have to be cultured
0: gotta let them be a little cultured
1: right and oh, uh, let them say? watch Bugs Bunny do cross dressing. I think. I think <laughs> that that's good. I think that builds character. It built character for me, certainly.
0: C- certainly. Certainly. That's how I turned out the way I did. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, speaking of like how old stuff is, at work we were discussing The Three Stooges and how old that is. I was like, The Three Stooges was a thing in the 30s? That was the 30s? That was the 30s. And then one of my coworkers pointed out that I think Mo was born in the eighteen hundreds. He's born in 1890. Wow.
1: He was an old nineties kid. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> the first gen 90s kid. Yeah. I oh, think wow. that's I think crazy. I'm pretty sure that Mo's birth is closer to the Revolutionary War than today.
1: <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> that's nutty. you're right though i think
0: i think it was like 19 or 1790s or something i don't Uh know my own freaking history what do you expect from me (sighs) all right Mo probably fought in the civil war i don't (laughs) (laughs)
1: don't think i thought the civil war was that before 1890s i don't remember
0: i have no idea (laughs) is it 1880s Time begins know. with the Roaring Twenties in my mind. I guess. <laughs> That's
1: when Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden. And exactly. Then and then we else. went to the Depression. And then we went to the Depression. Yeah. And then the World Wars or, or something. And then and exactly. now we're here. Jesus Christ was in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What were we talking about? Um, the adaptation of Pac-Man. I like Yes, that. Moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. The level title cards. Big fan. Very simple. Looking back, I felt like there was some papyr- papyrus font going on there. It was a bit a bit wonky, but nostalgic nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Favorite uh, level theme. I think we kind of discussed this. I like My- the tweez. The tweez. I'm a big the fan tweez. of the Twilight tweez. Those are yep. those are good. Least favorite water. For sh- For sure. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the characters? we've already talked about like the pack people but like Mm -hmm. how about the enemies i feel like they're a little all over the place to some extent i don't know if you saw some of the later enemies like Uh, spiders and skeletons and yeah
1: yeah i did i did like the the cute little round animals though i thought it was cute where it's like oh everything is round here
0: yeah yeah like the the pack cubs the pack bears Uh the little rams
1: the little goat, yeah, rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: liked I liked those. What I didn't like so much was the spiders. Those were I a remember weird. having a
1: hard time killing them. hmm
0: I loved the Neanderthals or the Neander packs and how they were squares. Like they weren't evolved <laughs> enough to be like circles.
1: The, I guess the sphere is the evolved form of a square or yeah. a cube, then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting take.
0: Yeah. I thought those were funny. Um yeah. Some of the other creatures were just a little weird. The spiders particularly were like, Why is there just a real ass spider in this game?
1: I know. Yeah, that is weird.
0: Yeah. That one was that one was strange. I liked um I like how the ghosts look. The ghosts mm-hmm. look nice, easy adaptation, just floating around with little hands. It'd be funny if they had feet, but I'm glad they don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, also lastly, the music doobie slapping. I don't know if you were bopping along with some of these tunes.
1: I'd- I don't think I had it turned up loud enough to like hear <laughs> it. Unfortunately,
0: uh, a lot of like the early music is just like oh, it's just real good. Like it's it's genuinely solid. Again, maybe okay, genuinely solid. Maybe hard for me to give an objective opinion on this because I hear those tunes and I am seven years old again. But I like them a lot. And from what I could tell, the reviews seem to echo that statement. So I'm mm. gonna say objectively good. And with that, I'm ready to move on to recommendations.
1: Alrighty, let's do it.
0: Alright, Morgan. You can play this game. You can play Pac-Man World 2 on the PS2. OPL is a bit iffy, so if you're doing it digitally, that might be a, a pain point. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play it through GameCube, which I may prefer based off the uh, GameCube controller. I feel like that it just works better for platformers. I like it a lot. Um, Xbox, I think, is the best version. It has like widescreen support, I believe, and uh, probably can run at like 480p or something if I had to guess. Um, There's apparently a Windows version. I have no idea what that even means. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And there was a GBA port, I was told, from a little website called Wikipedia. (laughs) Um, But I didn't look into that. I assume it's not good anyway. Do we recommend this game? Me, personally, I'm going to give it a soft recommendation. I feel like it's a fairly decent platformer. There's better platformers and there are worse platformers.
1: Yes. Yeah, I would say if you are, like, passionate about platformers or, like, interested in platformers, then yes, I would say this is, like, worth your time. If platformers aren't really, your, like, if you're, like, not really into Pac-Man, not really into platformers, then no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not groundbreaking. I hate bad. Pac-Man
0: and I hate platforms, but I decided to give this game a shot.
1: <laughs> and I uh, wanted to pull my teeth out. Yeah.
0: We, uh, we come down middling on this game, I guess. Yes. I, I enjoy it from the nostalgia aspect a lot. There's mm-hmm. certain levels. I think if it's, if it's a nostalgia thing for you, just revisit those levels. You know, don't worry about the, the Pac-Marine levels. Yeah. Just, just revisit those levels and have a good time blade mountain just hop in run down blade mountain that's all you need Mm -hmm. does this game need a remake personally i would love to see this game get a remake and it's like almost possible because pac-man world repack uh i'd be curious to see how that game sold because that's probably going to be the best indicator as to whether or not a sequel remake is likely i don't know I don't know. I'd be surprised if they took it all the way to Pac-Man World Three, because that game is a little weird, but Mm -hmm. I would like to get two. I don't know if you have any horse in this race, but
1: Well, I was gonna (laughs) say I mean, if this one was the best one of the of the three, then why not?
0: Yeah, I I don't know for sure. I have not played one and I know people like one, but as far as I am aware, people like two the best, based off my perception. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'd like to see it, but we'll we'll see if that's Ever gonna happen. What do I want next for the series? I personally like Pac-Man as a 3D platformer. Would not mind Bandai Namco revisiting this with a, a new entry in the Pac-Man world. I don't know, just Pac-Man World 4, why not? I don't know. Could be fun. I don't know if you care.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking about okay. I'm thinking about not Pac-Man World, but Pac-Man the arcade game. What if they got freaky with it like they did with Tetris Effect somehow?
0: Interesting you say this. There are some games that are kind of freaky with Pac-Man. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, there's some that have like some crazy effects going on. I think it's like Pac-Man World Championship Edition or something like that. They get wild. Also,
1: Pac-Man Battle Royale.
0: <laughs> that was a thing.
1: That was a thing? That was a thing. That's hilarious.
0: Pac-Man 99, I think, is what it was called
1: oh really okay i was wondering if that was a thing because i know about tetris 99 right
0: Mm -hmm. it shut down um oh i so it was it's like tetris 99 okay um so it's like just a bunch of games of pac-man being played simultaneously and the better you do the more you can fuck with other people um like throw ghosts in their levels or something gotcha Um, yeah, I oh,
1: I was saying take a whole bunch of Pac-Man and put just them all in the
0: all same in the one same, so you can get the, the most points. Yeah. <laughs> Be fun. There are there are some games where it's like I think you get to play as the ghost. There's just a lot of like takes on Pac-Man that are fun. I think okay. there's a Wii U game where mm, I think it's more just like hide and seek, but the person with the gamepad is the one hiding and then everyone who has like a remote and is controlling something on the TV is trying to find the person with the gamepad. Would you hiding. call
1: that a Would you call that a stealth game?
0: That would probably be a stealth game. <laughs> I would call that one a stealth <laughs> game. Okay, that probably meets the criteria. Yes. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I like. I'd like to see something interesting with Pac-Man. I mean, he's Pac-Man. He's like the George Washington of video games. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did I ever tell you that when I was, like, three, I thought George Washington invented the entire English language? Really?
0: I mean... Yeah. Is that false? Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought he, like, sat in the Oval Office and came up with each English word one one at a time. Mm. Like, each one hit him like an epiphany, and he had to, like, scramble to write it down so the rest of us could, like, talk to each other.
0: Now, I'm not a linguist, but I would be (laughs) curious. I was thinking about this recently. Um, So, we have some languages and a lot of them are very similar you know what okay. i mean but a lot of them are sure. very different yeah like language developed independently in some places yes so like we came over here native americans were speaking their own language mhm stuff like that um, mm-hmm. uh, are, are like asian languages based off of like a different starting point than like european than languages
1: yeah so most most european languages are latin based okay um, so that would be because of the roman empire because of that that influence at that time um as far as like chinese and japanese i think they might both be from a similar like root language but um because japan was like isolated for a long period of time on you know their like island situation um they're they're very different <laughs>
0: right right
1: i'm sorry if my dog is barking in the, the baby
0: is making some noise
1: the baby is <laughs> causing a ruckus
0: That'd be I I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Language. What crazy. Alright. Next game. Run and hide, bitches. We're playing Naruto Uzumaki Chronicles.
1: Get ready for multiple hours of Naruto.
0: We're gonna hold you all hostage. Alright. We decided we hadn't played any uh really random games. Is someone in the room?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Do I need to go check? Let me go. I'll let me go check and see what's bothering her. Sorry, I'm just gonna
0: end the episode. Gosh, oh, Morgan, I've lost Morgan. That's okay. It's the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode. Please support the podcast by leaving a review or rating on whatever platform you like to listen on. Subscribe or follow to stay up to date with what we're playing. Share the show with a friend who loves this generation of games. I, that was a little bit awkward, but I got through There's it. Nothing- um, You'd think I'd have it memorized by this point. I've done 22 of these goddamn things, but whatever. Also, write in with any questions or feedback to analogstickmail at gmail.com. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Came back literally at the last possible moment.